Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. This is episode zero. So why do we do an episode zero? Well, this is where I outline who it's aimed at, who it's for, what you might get out of it, who am I, and what I and the Goliath podcast stand for, what, what I'm about, really. So this is potentially for you if you're interested in expanding your skills and knowledge in how to negotiate, influence, and persuade others to your point of view. If you're trying to get someone else to see things how you do, then maybe this might just help. And yes, a lot of people say, well, I kind of do that all the time. Yeah, of course you do. You do it with family, you do it with your spouse, maybe you do it with your kids, colleagues, clients. You're doing it all the time. And this is where those little improvements in that could really help. If you're interested in creative problem solving, developing greater awareness of your mindset and that of others and its effect, if you're interested in scientific research and proven process, then Goliath might have something for you. So if you're interested in innovation, which is applied creativity on one hand, and then on the other, with better managing your emotions to get your biology to stop working against you and start working for you in stressful situations. If you're interested in how to better stand your ground, but without needing to get aggressive or resort to nasty or sort of cringeworthy techniques, basically you don't want to, you don't want to fall into the trap of just not being yourself and not being proud of what you do and what you say. You don't want those regrets. Then maybe dealing with Goliath might be of relevance to you. So who am I? Well, my name is Alistair McBride, or Al McBride for short. <laughs> uh, friends call me Al McBride, but I choose it more so online because a lot of people have trouble spelling Alistair correctly. <laughs> There's about eight different spellings. So as I said, so we shorten it to Al McBride and it sounds kind of snappy. And Friends call me Al anyway, so it, it kind of fits. But I'm a coach, facilitator and trainer for over 10 years at this stage. Uh, but what's relevant, I suppose, is that since I was 21, I've started my own little businesses. Some were very successful, some far less so, but a lot of learning curves regardless. But before the 2008 recession, I was an art dealer. And when I was working in a gallery, I used to love being an art dealer. I used to love doing the deals, you know, all those little negotiations I was what you might call, or what I have subsequently come to call a natural negotiator. So I loved it. I loved the cut and thrust of it. I loved the dynamism of it. I loved the, it was a game and I loved playing it and I was pretty damn good at it. Now, what I came to discover was when I went out on my own and suddenly, you know, whether you do this sizable deal or not, means you're living a pretty good lifestyle for the next few months or you're really not, you're scrimping and saving. When you have that level of skin in the game, the whole emotional aspect changes. And so I became very much what I also suddenly call a nice but nervous negotiator. And I reckon probably about 80%, a lot of people tell me, yeah, they reckon about 80% of people are nice but nervous negotiators. It's where they're bringing far too much emotional weight and baggage into the negotiation room. And this is also very much the case when suddenly it's your own show. As I say, you've got that extra skin in the game or indeed alignment with that is when it's of you, when it's not just your labor, but when it's of your creation, when it's 
when it's your baby, so to speak, an awful lot of that. So entrepreneurs get it a huge amount, not just because of the huge potential reward, but because you, you're, you're a little bit more vulnerable on what it is that you're dealing, you're dealing and trading and selling and, and promoting in the first place. So as I said, this is the nice but nervous. Now, it's obvious how it might be able to help the nice but nervous people, right? But also, even if you're a natural, what naturals fall into is they fall into a few traps. Often they're doing exactly what they're doing precisely because they're natural, because they're very good at it most of the time. They are until they're not, as many of them tell me, and as, as I've experienced myself. Why is that? Well, because you have essentially you only use a few modes of being and then all of a sudden they don't work anymore and you don't know why and you don't know how to fix it. So it's very much uh, my approach to give other perspectives, others, other, give that plan B or plan C and that little remove, that level of strategy around it. So you're able to, to move and, and rethink and create other options for yourself. That's where you start to get into that other thing that's sort of supernatural, as I like to call it, negotiator. And that's what I do with my program. Uh, I do an awful lot of other things in the program as well, which is the Goliath negotiation method. Now, I know only maybe, what, 4 or 5% of most of potential listeners to Goliath podcasts will actually be viable uh, clients. Uh, that's, that's, particularly, that's completely fine. I hope a huge amount of people get value out of it because an awful lot of what this is about is about looking at things in a new light, looking at getting new perspectives, Wondering what if or how might that work? So I'm a big fan of theory. I'm, I'm, I love to read. I love to gather new ideas and models and approaches to solving problems or seeing things in a different light. But then I love to try and apply them. You know, okay, that works in theory, but how does that actually apply in this situation? And we apply it, we tweak it, we adapt it. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, then we can put it back in the shelf. Maybe it works in a different situation. Uh, I'm very much for the uh, Myers-Briggs fans out there. I'm very much an INFP, if you know what that means. I have deep issues with Myers-Briggs, but I am very much, they got my number on that one. Uh, I'm a synthetic thinker, so I meld together disparate ideas to create new ones. And I find it very handy, of course, that when uh, when it comes to innovation, when it comes to framing and reframing points of view and seeing the points of views of others. So novels, approaches and solutions are, are deeply appealing to me. But it's all with an awareness of alignment and integration, not just a thought, but all those thoughts with your emotional centers. So again, you're not, you're not uh, getting in your own way, which I find an awful lot with business owners and people in corporate structures as well. But all of that, then aligning that once again with the gut instinct, with that sense of intuition. That's a whole other day's work. But, but it's important to, as I said, not be tripping yourself up so my, basically, I'm interested in people. I'm interested in people's unique life and work experiences and direction and how they got to be where they are, what accumulated of experience and, and knowledge uh, to add up to their mindset, maybe their unique approach of dealing with people and solving problems. And that's what will come through uh, in the Goliath interviews and episodes. So what do I stand for and what does the Go Dealing with Goliath podcast, what does it actually stand for? Well, it's right there in the choice of name, you know, Goliath and the David and Goliath myth is, is probably the, the archetypical metaphor for the underdog story, isn't it? It's little David with a slingshot going out to face this 
giant monster of a guy, supposedly seven, seven and a half foot tall, huge, literally giant. And everyone thought he was crazy and huge bravery and all the rest of it. But the point was this, was that the strong are never quite as strong or invulnerable as they seem. And equally, the underdog is never quite as weak or limited as they seem. I should say the perceived underdog. I don't know if David walking down the hill to face Goliath on the plane, you know, did he actually feel like an underdog or did, did he have huge confidence backing himself? We're never sure. Either way, he was certainly the perceived underdog. And that's really the key word. Because sometimes you say, no, I know my value. I know the angle, the edge that I bring. And that's brilliant. I want to sharpen that edge with you, for you, to help you do that. Others very much feel that underdog status. But let's use that. Let's use that as a strength. We want to flip those weaknesses or perceived weaknesses to strengths and harness that. That's what this podcast is all about. Everything about this podcast is about how to turn that tide, how to move things and tip those odds as much as we can in our favor, but all without selling our soul, without doing things that we're going to regret or our hyper short termism that then, as I said, we come to regret that leaves a bad taste in the mouth or need to have a shower. Dirty, must scrub, you know, not clean. We don't want that. We want to be able to stand over our decisions with strength, with something, with pride that we're able to say, yeah, I did that. I did it the way I wanted to do it. And I don't regret it. And that's what this is all about. Because there are so many businesses, so many or careers, business owners out there that could, that could excel, that could be unlocked. They could sell that bit more, go that bit further, reach more of their potential. If they were that little bit better equipped to communicate the value of what they bring to the table, of what they can do and benefit to the, not just themselves, but to the other side, whoever that other side might be, whether it's an investor or whether it's a collaborator, maybe you need someone to get on your team, you know, to get on your staff and you need to be able to convince them of that, of the benefit that, that you'll be more than the sum of your parts. Or of course, doing that big contract deal that will make or indeed, if you don't get it, break your company, move it from mediocrity to a whole other level. You know, that, that's what this is all about. Because there are a lot of skills that we can outsource. And outsourcing is a great idea. But I think negotiation and that element around communication is one of those force multipliers that if you get right, if you get even just a little bit better, will magnify out over time. Those, those little improvements compound and increase in benefit over time. It's not just about getting buy-in. It's not just about convincing the other side. I don't want it to seem like it's in any way a con. It's a genuine ability to understand the opinions of that other person, of how they see the world, and genuinely then understand that so that you can put your benefit, your value add into that framework to be able to build that bridge between you. That's what this is all about. Goliath is about making things better. It's about mind over muscle. That right back again to the metaphor, to the analogy of David. He used, he didn't fight Goliath on Goliath's terms. If he did, he would have been slaughtered. That was the point. He effectively brought a gun to a knife fight. And we still remember him today. Now, that's where the analogy ends. I'm not about escalating conflict. Very much the opposite. About standing our ground for want of a better word, with honor, 
what standing our ground with integrity and being able to draw people to toward us on the basis of those values and that integrity. And that can be discussed at another time and maybe in little bits and bobs throughout the podcast. So what format does the podcast take? Well, as you can probably tell, I'm a fiend for variety. <laughs> Anyone who knows me, I'm terrible for it. So that's, that's why I have three different formats. So the first format is the solo espresso shot of insight. And I, as I said, when we were starting this, I was going to be calling it coaching over coffee. So that's kind of what it is. It's coaching over coffee. It's allowing you a little blast, a little burst of an insight, maybe to trigger a thought, to have a new way of approaching a problem or a person or some dealing or dealings that you have to do. And that's the idea to start the thought, uh, give you a new perspective, new approach. And those will be fairly short. They're three minutes. Some of them will be a bit longer, maybe up to about 12 minutes, that kind of thing. Some of them will be telling a story. Some of them will be uh, just explaining a model or something that could be interesting and maybe immediately applicable. Others are slow burners. They put a little seed in the back of your head. And I give you those because there are things that I find interesting that gave me a different perspective. And that's why I hope they might occasionally have some value for you. They'll run Monday to Friday every alternate week. So you have five a week uh, every other week. Then the second type is the double espresso, the Dapo interview. So this is a short, intense burst of insight, hopefully, with a domain expert in their field. And it's in the five questions in nine minutes format. So it's fairly tight. But as I said, we go, we go deep quickly and hopefully give you some of those insights that can use some, obviously, if, you're, if you're, it's something that you're struggling with, it can be directly uh, valuable straight away. Otherwise, as I said, these things echo through different formats. You know, there, there's very little new under the sun. So what works in one format or one sphere or industry then might be a value tweaked and adapted to you. So bear that in mind. It's also an awful lot of the time I'm fascinating, fascinated with my expert guests and how not just how they approach problems, but more so in awareness of what people try that often doesn't work. Those initial traps people find themselves and then what they can do in a free way, things that's just free advice and then some free resources and how to set them maybe on the right track. So that's, as I said, the, the double espresso interview. And to continue the coffee theme, the third, last but not least, is the Lungo or Long Form podcast interview. So that'll be around about 45 minutes. Some will go a lot longer, uh, but most of them are around 45 minutes. That's where we get again a domain expert who has a lot more to say, who really wants to, to go deeper on their topic, who wants to give some of those value, some of that insight. I want to find out how they got there. I want to find out how they reach some of this expertise, where they got that unique point of view that might be of value to you and is certainly already of value to them and to their clients. So as I said, that's where we, that's where we dive a little deeper and delve into, into uh, as I said, where they're coming from and some of the value that they can give, particularly on their unique, unique view on their industry and other areas. That's kind of what I'm interested in. I'm interested in, in their mindset, in their headspace, into how they think, how they solve those problems, how they approach people and, uh, and business. And hopefully with a lot of that, you'll gain the value that they have to give. So that's probably enough for me for me for the minute on 
the Dealing with Goliath podcast. Hopefully you find value in it. Give it a try. Maybe some of you like the longer form. Some of you like the shorter form. That's all fine. It's all there. A little bit of variety for you. So if you have any requests, if you have any thoughts, if you have any questions, feel free to blast them over on YouTube or as I said, connect, reach out to me on LinkedIn and say hello. Always good to hear from you and hear thoughts. If some of these things did prompt thought, always let me know. If they prompted another action or a different approach, I always love hearing that from my clients. So please do get in touch. So all of that said, best of luck. Hope you find some value in the Dealing with Goliath podcast. Cheers. Cheers.